For most moms with babies, you meet another mom at the park or in a mommy and me class, and then you form a friendship or start a mom tribe in which you do wine nights or plane dates. But it's rarely the case that a chance encounter because of your kids leads to a life-changing business venture. However, that was the case for Katia Libin, the co-founder and CEO of Hey Mama, a membership community that connects working moms at every stage of life and career. Hey Mama has over 3,200 members, me included, and creates opportunities for their members to bring their whole selves while advancing their careers. Honestly, for me, Hey Mama has been one of the best communities and investments I have ever made. And trust me, I don't get any sort of referral affiliate for this, but because of Hey Mama, I have met so many incredible working moms, many of which who have now been on the podcast and more to come. This community that Katya and her co-founder, Amory, founded back in 2014, has grown into a diverse online and in real life, when there isn't a pandemic, community that gives moms the platform to provide each other with support, connection, and collaboration in both life and business, regardless of the stage of motherhood you are in. In this episode, which we did record last November, so you might hear a reference to Hanukkah, We talk about life with a blended family, how she includes her daughter in everything, favorite binge-worthy TV shows, spiritual work, having a co-founder, to tips for entrepreneurs just starting out right now. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, Mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hi, and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today, I'm really excited to bring to you Katia Libin. She's the co-founder and CEO of Hey Mama, and I'm actually part of this community. And because of what she's built, it's helped inspire me and really push me forward in building this podcast too. So thank you, Katia, for joining me today and for really building a membership community that has inspired so many moms out there. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. It's great to be a part of your podcast, and I'm so glad that we connected. I wanted to start off by asking, what is your biggest mom win of the week? Oh my God, that is such a great question to lead with. I'd say my biggest mom win of the month has been getting my Hanukkah decorations up really early and getting this beautiful like white tree. And I decorated it with these light blue ornaments and and it got it just looks so good. And I remember in previous years really having never had my decorations up so early. And this year having it done and look great and surprising my daughter with it was just like a really nice win for me. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad you had the time to do that. I would love to see a photo. Oh, <laughs> You had to post it on your Instagram. <laughs> I'm always home. So there, there's really nothing else to do on the weekends but decorate. Exactly. So to give us a little bit of context, how many kids do you have age and kind of what is your current family situation? 
Yeah. So I have a nine-year-old daughter, Liliana Ray, and then my fiance has two kids as well who spend some time with us. So we're currently living in Rye, New York. I have a great setup here. I just moved from Brooklyn. I was a city girl forever, made the pilgrimage up to the suburbs and then have really been enjoying it. So that's our little blended family of five. And how do you get your work and all of that in? So now that you've moved out of the city, I know Hey Mama was really involved in being, you know, their ground roots in New York. And then having your daughter who's nine, is she distance learning right now or is she in school? She's doing a hybrid. She's doing a couple days in person and then the rest of it remote. How is that being, I guess, out of an office and working from home? How are you balancing that? You know, doing school, doing your company and then your fiance. Yeah, it's a good question. We have like our offices are right next to each other. So it's really nice to have a partner that supports me and all that I do and is so encouraging. Something that's worked really well for us is like we take ownership of who makes lunch on specific days. So he makes lunch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I make lunch Monday and Friday. And it just kind of eliminates the need for someone to think about it a few days a week, which is a nice little hack that we came up with after we looked at each other so many times and be like, I'm starving. Especially since I think being in New York, usually you're like used to just going out for lunch. I feel like I have a lot of East Coast friends who are like, we've never thought about lunch. Like, and having to be at home and having to make it every day. It's like, what's going on? Absolutely. We stopped eating breakfast because we just got too like tired of making so many meals. So we started intermittent fasting like all the way through lunch. So now breakfast is just coffee. We don't have to deal with that. Everything was about like the least dishes and cleanup possible. So we just cut out a whole meal. And um, in terms of balancing it all, I'd say Lily being nine years old really is a whole different experience to like parents with younger kids. So my biggest pain point is not being able to spend enough quality time with her where I would love to sneak away maybe from like 3.30 to 4 and then just have that half an hour where we could go jump on the trampoline or I could hang out with her in her room. And sometimes I give myself that opportunity and then other times work is too crazy. The beauty though is she can see me all day long. So she comes into my office, she'll sit, she'll read here. In the morning, we go for morning walks and we exercise and meditate together. So I'm kind of trying to build in some traditions around my work parameters that kind of help me fuel myself, but also give back to my family in the ways I can. Does Lily live with you 100% of the time or? About 70%. And what about the other two kids? They have similar, but they're probably with their dad, probably maybe like 40% of the time. So we have a, a blend, you know, like they're, they're kind of in and out generally at the same time. And then, you know, my fiance and I also have every other weekend, just the two of us. So that's really nice because we kind of get to have a little bit more freedom and a break, which I think sometimes is like the silver lining of blended families and kind of co-parenting relationships. During that time, during those weekends, do you pre-plan in advance? Do you say no work? How do you structure your relationship to kind of balance, you know, a blended family, but then also, you know, being a fiance and, and that excitement of kind of having that relationship? Totally. I mean, we're workaholics. It's kind of a problem. We're both CEOs. Our companies are at different stages, but very much in like the the growth stage. We love to talk about work. We love to fuel our businesses. And I think that's that's something that on the weekends, we somehow always end up gravitating several hours to work just because it helps us get strategized for the next week. And if we don't have the kids, it's a really good sort of 
quiet space, but I think we really, we love doing things together. So, you know, every day I kind of feel like if you have imagine like five fingers and every day you need to hit something on each of those fingers. And it's like, you might not be able to do it all, all the time, but if you can get working out in, you know, reading or like filling your brain with things that inspire you or move you. Meditation, mindfulness is definitely key. Work and growth and kind of feeling like you're making progress. And then obviously like connection and family and like your friends and community. If I could get those five things in a day, I'm normally happy. So I try to anchor my weekends with like a very clear intention of what would make this an amazing day at the end of the day? What are things that I have to do? You know, what are the errands and and kind of tasks I have to get done? And then I try to do the hardest ones, the ones I really don't want to do first. So I don't procrastinate them. (laughs) And then with those five things that you said on your fingers, do you try and structure your day in a certain way to get those? Do you schedule it in? How do you make sure, like, what are your benchmarks on making sure that you get all of those? Yeah, definitely working out and meditating in the morning. So it's like, wake up, snuggle, have some coffee. What time do you wake up, by the way? Weekends, I'd say eight. 8.30. Sometimes I'm naturally like bolting up at 7.30, you know, so I think between that, he needs to sleep a bit more than I do. Don't we all? I like waking up first. (laughs) Yeah, go downstairs, make coffee, listen to a little jazz, like read some poetry. Like sometimes I'll have a little blended, quiet, chill time. And then you got to work out right away because I think that is the thing that if you push off, like ends up not happening later. So typically we'll work out together. We'll do HIIT training. We'll do yoga. Sometimes we'll go on a hike and take a walk. And then the rest of the day has been pretty, it's a weird time right now, right? Like, you know, we're not seeing as many people as we used to. The the, the plans are occasional. There's a lot more open-ended free time. So I think we've been starting to think about like, what are our winter hobbies? Like, what are we going to do? Because we could always work, but that's not the right solution when we're trying to really give our brains the time to rest. At night, it's like straight up Netflix and The Crown. What's, or what's your favorite? I was going to say The Crown. What's your favorite Netflix right now? Oh my God. My own personal guilty pleasure is Heart of Dixie because it is incredibly just, it, it just makes me feel so good. I love watching Heart of Dixie. That's like one of my, that's one of my favorite shows. And apparently there's like a new kind of version of it. That's like, mm-hmm. because Heart of Dixie's old, older, I guess. Older, or it was the yeah. CW. It was one of my favorite shows. My husband would always be like, I can't believe you're watching this. Totally. It's like Gossip Girl for people that are, yes. you know, 30. Which <laughs> Although is I do love Gossip Girl too. <laughs> The best. I could watch Gossip Girl and Sex in the City and like Mad Men just on repeat, repeat, repeat. We loved, what did we just finish watching that we really liked? Apple TV is crushing it right now with the content. The morning show is so good. I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to, I was like Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. Like there's so much big star power here. How is this all going to work out? So good. I couldn't get enough of that. For All of Mankind, amazing show about going to space and like, you know, different version of history that we loved. The Crown, I'm so obsessed with it that the other night I started to wake up multiple times of the night thinking that I was the queen. And I was like, (laughs) I'm so real. I was like, I'm the queen. I have so much responsibility. And and I was in the royal palace and all of that. And uh, then I would wake up and I was 
just the queen of my house, which is well, is you're pretty, actually so. the queen of also a company and all of that. Well, right. you have a co-queen, I guess you can I'm say. A <laughs> you have a co-queen. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the your business mama. and all of that. <laughs> exactly. You're like the queen mamas. But I was curious on the non-weekend days then, say when you have your daughter and maybe the other two kids are around, what does your mornings look like? What is your morning routine? Do you try and keep that meditation? Do you try and wake up earlier? What does that look like? Yeah, I'm trying to include Lily in everything. The other kids aren't so much as into kind of the meditation thing. And, and it's I really love to have some quality time, her and I. So I'll, like today we woke up and I had to convince her, but but we ended up walking to the water. We can walk to the water from our house. And then we did like lunges and squats and a 10 minute meditation. The whole thing took 45 minutes, but it's it's our way to bond. We talk about what we're grateful for. Yeah, you can come say hi. My daughter's gonna yes. say hi. Yes. Oh no, perfect. Second. You can't hear her, oh, but hi. she can wave. Yeah. Oh. So we did that this morning, and that was really nice. No, she can't hear you. But we're recording a podcast, so if I can, yeah, <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love it. What is she reminding you to do? To order her school pictures. They are so cute, and I, I have not ordered oh. them yet. Oh. So I, I have to get that done. She has a really good memory of tasks. I think all kids do. But what I've realized is it's because they have very small amount of years behind them. So like, whereas we have, you know, decades of memory and things that we have to remember, they really only have the last nine years or like my oldest is five. So it's like, he has five years. He can remember every single detail. Everything. Yes, I know oh, they it's do. Incredible. Yeah. But we try to stick to the routine. You know, we'll have breakfast together, things like that. You know, with the days that they go to school, it's pretty quick. There's like 45 minutes or an hour before. So you kind of just want to savor that as much as you can, you know, get them. I, I love just helping her get in a good mindset for the day. We do a lot of like positive affirmations and we have some little rituals there that really kind of help pump her up and just like remind her that she's really in charge of her day. Is there anything that you do for yourself daily just for you? Oh yeah. Lately it's been a lot of, I love this new app called Insight Timer. It's amazing though. And it used to be free, but now I think they charge, but Insight Timer is great. Incredible. I find like anytime I prioritize spiritual work of any kind, whether it's, you know, listening to a sound bath or meditating or mantras or journaling, really anything that looks in, it takes away the fear and anxiety that I think is so common when you're building a business. And I think that's really the biggest thing that I struggle with is that, you know, little trigger points throughout the day where all of a sudden you go from being like, we can do anything to being like, oh my God, this is (laughs) overwhelming. And this is going to work out. And so just having a ton of confidence and faith is something that I personally can get a lot of from that work. Um, And then I'll call my co-founder and we give each other pep talks all the time. How do you see your life or your kind of daily day-to-day differ from her? Because she's also a mom, but I know you guys have different roles in the business. How does she handle that? I know she has two kids. Is that correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. How do you balance the two, I guess, on, I know having co-founders, sometimes, you know, it's great that you have different skill sets and different strengths and weaknesses and stuff, but also two moms. I mean, putting two moms together, it's like you're adding a whole nother layer. How do you make that work? Amory is absolutely incredible. I mean, I just, I feel so lucky for the randomness of how we connected in life and the fate that brought us together and and how our relationship has evolved now nine years we've been best friends and we started hey mama three years into our friendship so 
one thing for us is our, our girls are best friends. They were born seven days apart. And so were we. So we have a very dynamic, multi-generational friendship outside of Hey Mama that allows us to have incredible empathy and compassion for one another. So the thing about Imrif is for, for me, she's really like a sister. I can come to her in my darkest place and she'll know how to pull me out and likewise for her. And so when we talk, it's really, you know, kind of gauging where the other one is mentally. And we know now, like, what does that person need? And we kind of give that to the other person. In terms of more tactically on the business front, you know, there's an enormous amount of trust. We each work incredibly hard. We have a lot on our plates and we have, a, you know, different departments that we manage, different direct reports. We have a weekly sacred co-founder lunch. It's actually today. And it gives us a, a connecting point every week, but we'll, we'll talk to each other constantly. And, you know, it's just a lot of communication and trust that helps us make sure we're not really ever running in the same lane. We're kind of running parallel with our own goals and then kind of coming together and looking at each other and saying, how can I help? You know, what can I do? How do you set those partner goals almost? Because I know each of us internally sometimes have different visions or different objectives or different things, different family situations, different things happening. How do you two, besides your sacred, you know, lunches really align yourself? Do you have like quarterly meetings? Do you have, you know, what, what is kind of your method of working together? Well, we have one tradition. We do an annual workation where we take the girls on a trip, the four of us. This year, we probably have her younger daughter come as well. It'll be the five of us. But we do a lot of big picture thinking there. We do a lot of check-ins, like, how am I doing? Where can I be better? You know, what do you want me to focus on? But generally at this stage of the business, a lot of it is directed by the overall company goals. So it's less about her or me and more about the the businesses that we oversee within the company and how like those goals are laddering up. So we'll each have different KPIs that we're trying to hit for our departments and then mine kind of overall. It was very different when we started. I'd, I'd have different advice for when you're just starting something with a co-founder. I was going to say, I want to ask about that. Let's let's flash back nine years. I know you guys were, you know, two moms that met up in the park, right? No, actually, the, the, the way that we met was because I'll just tell you the story quickly because, you know, for any moms listening, we, okay, our daughters were having a play date in the park. Randomly, they met in Tribeca. We had both had nannies. We were both working full time. They met and then our, my nanny invited her uh, nanny, Disha, who she's had for this full nine years. She's incredible to our house. And long story short, I won't bore you with all the details, but they left this really beautiful blanket at our house. And it was this blanket that matched to like all of the different interiors in her kid's room. And it was really special. And then my nanny at the time, I had to let her go. She didn't work out. She was only with us for three months. So it was like kind of a, you know, a dramatic, dramatic nanny exit, which I'm sure many people have experienced some of those long story short, when she reached out, she couldn't get a hold of the person. So Amory put out a query on this other mom group that was like all of the moms downtown. It was called uh, HRP. It was called HRP mamas. And she literally said, looking for Lily's mom left Mari's blanket. And I happened to see it. That's how we met. Whoa. Can you believe that? <laughs> So it was like complete fate. And then she came over for a blind date and like we had wine and ended up hanging out for hours. And that's that was incredible. The magic. So I'm just going to show it was very random um, and very much meant to be. And when we started, uh, when we decided to work together, 
I think early on, Amory and I had different personalities and different approaches to business. And so we each had different skill sets and we kind of work like a yin and yang together. So we kind of early on identified key roles that she would do and I would do. And that would be the first piece of advice is like, make sure that you have a partner that you really trust and that you just personality wise, you could feel like you could spend endless time with them. You know, like there are those friends where you can hang out with for days and you never tire of them. That's kind of a good quality in a co-founder because you're going to spend so much time with that person that if you don't like them or like love them, then you're going to start having little friction. It's like a marriage. It's it's totally like a marriage. So we we just early on broke into different goals and said, okay, you have experience with content. You, she was a magazine editor. I have experience with sales and business development. Let's both kind of focus on those lanes. And over time, that's evolved. When you guys were talking about this idea, I mean, a lot of moms discuss a lot of fun things like, wouldn't it be great if we did, you know, X, Y, Z, what made you go all in? What inspire you to say like, okay, let's just quit our jobs. Let's do this. I'm a very driven individual. And so is Amory. And I had been wanting to find my purpose for a long time. I was successful at my work, but I was watching myself leaving home every day to go make someone else money for a company that was interesting, but that didn't ultimately make me feel like it was making the world a better place in any way. And I was itching to find that thing that would I could really sink my teeth into. So when we had the idea for Hey Mama, which came about because we were surprised by how hard it was to make other relationships where you could bring your whole self, your professional, your personal, and really kind of thrive together as working mothers, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I would wake up in the morning and think about it. I would go to sleep at night. I would I would work on it all day long. I was obsessed. And Amory, I think the same way, we just knew that there was something big here. And I, I wasn't, I, I just kept on putting more wheels in motion, you know, and then it starts getting more real and you set up the LLC and you get the website and, and you're, you're just doing it. And then people responded so positively to it. So within three months of deciding that we were going to do it, I quit my full-time job and we went all in. So we were both were full-time on the project pretty much almost immediately. Wow. What do you think in the beginning was the most important aspects of building that community? Because Hey Mama started really as a community builder, finding those moms out there. What do you think were the key things that you guys did to kind of propel this business forward? I say this all the time. There's no shortcuts for building building community. The way you do it is exactly like the conversation we're having now. It's human to human connection, really explaining the vision and mission of the business and having people early on that believed that it should exist and had very clear pain points that they were looking for Hey Mama to solve. One, moms have a hard time connecting because they're always busy working. Two, moms have a lot that they want to accomplish in their careers and they need advice and resources of who has done it before. Not all of us are going to get our master's degrees or have time to go ahead and constantly be reading up about everything that we need to learn. Like we're asking one another for help constantly, right? So how do you help facilitate that connection? And then I think that there's this democratization of access to people and contacts and relationships that really can help, you know, be peer-to-peer mentors be someone that you look up to that might advise you. And then all these women that might be a few steps behind you and that you can help and really build a ladder for them. I think that kind of networking experience was really, was really needed. 
It's kind of neat that you and Amory met kind of online technically, and now you built an online platform to build that community, especially right now during the pandemic where everyone's pretty much at home and it's so hard. You can't just go to the park and meet another mom. What are you seeing as trends right now on the platform that moms really are needing right now? And how are you helping to solve that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think we're seeing the way we network has fundamentally changed and shifted to your point, you know, moms building their businesses. They're not just meeting other women locally at their PTA meetings or at the playground, like you said, or, you know, just socially, there was so much more social activity. So I think even before that, we saw a huge rise in entrepreneurship amongst women and mothers, whether that's for flexibility or for, you know, really controlling their, their, their income and their destiny more. The rise in entrepreneurship has really led to a very common use case where moms are having a lot of things that they need to know how to do, but they don't know how to do yet. Or as they're building their business, it's constant, right? It's like, it's a living, breathing organism that I feel like new problems pop up every single day and you're, you're, you're trying to solve for them. So I think connections are more important than ever as more moms are going into entrepreneurship. I think the second trend is, you know, moms in corporate that are really looking for ways to grow their professional network. You know, we see something like 84% of opportunities in your career come from your network. So like, what's a mom to do? Go on LinkedIn and reach out to random people. And it's not like you put also mom on your resume. Exactly. <laughs> like at Hey Mama, you know that the women you're connecting with are driven, they're smart, and they're moms, and they want the best for themselves and their families. They want to be, they, they're joining a collective with the intention of giving back to one another. So once you have all those qualifiers, there's a really high likelihood that when you connect with other mom, another mom, you're going to understand each other, you're going to have a generosity and spirit. And you have a strong intention of wanting to wanting to grow and learn together. So I think those bear like all of those filters allow us to, I think, help save mom's time. We want them to come in, network, meet a great woman, find a co-founder, find an investor, get inspired, and get back to their day. You know, they don't need to spend all day on Hey Mama. So those are some of the trends we're seeing. You know, uh, mentorship has been tremendous for us and building out now. We're going into year three of our mentorship program. Moms need help. They, they need someone to um, really give them, I think, not only the confidence, but the tactical, the tactical insights of how they did something to take their businesses to the next level. And it, it's very hard, I think, to find great mentors that you can open up to. Right. And speaking of mentors, just looking for your, you know, you're at year three in business to the moms out there who might be just starting out. You're six. What? <laughs> you're oh yeah, you're six, six technically. Well, uh, oh, I thought you started Hey Mama, you said three years ago. No, we started Hey Mama when the girls were three years old. Oh, when the girls were three. Oh my goodness. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. No you're worries. way more, sorry, you're <laughs> six. To the moms out there who might be like on the beginning roads, any advice for them? In the first, you know, say they are in this corporate career and they're realizing because of this pandemic, I just, you know, I want to do something entrepreneurial. It's my calling to live my purpose. If you were to look back and change anything or continue doing whatever you did that you thought was great, what advice would you give to those people? My first piece of advice would be to just get started. Sometimes women, especially, they, they really want everything to be perfect and super complete and super developed before they end up bringing something to life. And I think, you know, perfection can be at opposition of really productivity and moving forward. So 
not hesitating, like not thinking, okay, I'm going to do that in three or six months, or I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to wait here. But while you're waiting, someone else is going to come out with that idea. Like that's the thing about entrepreneurship is that people tend to see problems at similar times and they tend to see market opportunities at similar times. So you, if you see a really clear problem with a with a, a market opportunity, you you want to go for it. So setting kind of very achievable and realistic goals, but like not not delaying because it's never perfect. It's never going to be that way. A second piece of advice I'd have is do your research and talk to a lot of people. Get on the phone, you know, with a hundred people and ask them and get their advice and write it down and, and log it and really kind of there's so much value in that verbal feedback early on as you're shaping your product, your problem, your opportunity, all of those things are extremely valuable. And then while you talk to those people, get those early on supporters and ambassadors that are really going to help kind of spread the word about your brand from day one. I think that is just tremendous. Is like you have to find your cheerleaders and you have to really help them feel invested in your company and you. And my third piece of advice would be that no one knows what they're doing. Everyone is figuring it out. A lot of people are winging it. Even some very successful entrepreneurs that you think probably have it all figured out don't. They are just making the next best decision. They're they're scrappy. They're doing research. They're they're really kind of making a lot. There's so many ways to build a business now quickly. The, the tools that we have available in this era to build a business have never been available before in history. You know, so you can build a business in a weekend if you really wanted to. So I think that's that's a really good reminder because self-doubt, I think, can be really paralyzing and uh, it's incredibly normal. I know along the way, especially in the beginning, if you end up having that self-doubt or you come into problems, a lot of entrepreneurs just say like, I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. Was there ever a point where you were like, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore or were you just like, this is awesome. I can do it. There were a lot of points where I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. There were no points where I thought about quitting. Um, I just can't imagine not seeing this vision all the way through. You know, I, I see the impact and I just want more women to have access to these tools. And I think as hard as it is, we, for one reason or another, were put on this earth to help nurture this vision forward. And there's so much magic that has to happen to have a successful company. You know, the market, the team, the opportunity, the uh, the timing, everything has to work out, you know. And if it's challenging at some certain points, I I have had many points where I felt overwhelmed and, you know, just kind of the responsibility and the potential. Like so many people early on were, were said to us from the very first two months, this is going to be huge. This is going to be like massive. This is going to be such a huge company because look how big this problem is. And Amory and I were like, yeah, that's awesome. And then we'd leave the meeting and we were like, oh my God, like there's so many expectations of what this should or could be. And sometimes, you know, when you think so at the long-term vision, and then you you got to like take these little baby steps to get there. And that That is overwhelming, especially for entrepreneurs that are trying to solve a very general, large problem, you know, like building a global village for working moms, you know, it's ambitious. And we recognize that, but I've never thought about quitting. I've never been happier in terms of getting to live my full purpose every day and do something that is so incredibly inspiring and keeps me on my toes every step of the way. So I just, I can't imagine working on another project right now. So what are the next little baby steps for Hey Mama? 
Oh, good thing you asked, because I got a few for you um, that I'm so excited about. The biggest one for us is launching our new platform, which is coming out in February. So this is um, over a year's worth of work where we've basically built a new proprietary technology that's going to help improve our user experience. It's going to really be our transition into building a tech company. We are going from, you know, being a very grassroots organization that expanded nationally, that's been leveraging Slack and Google and other free tools, and now transitioning into building out our own tool that can really allow us to get smarter and provide, like I said, a more seamless and um, intuitive user experience. So that is a huge step um, that's happening in the next few months. And then I think the other steps are are really just continuing to anticipate what our members need and will be inspired by and kind of doing our best to give them that access and community, those community moments to help them feel less alone and connected. I love that. Well, I'm excited about it because as a member myself, I mean, this community has honestly changed a lot of what I've done in business. So I thank you for all of that and for building Hey Mama. So I wanted to wrap it up with two final questions. And the first one will be, what is your mom's superpower that you gained once you became a mom? Or what is your superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you like better in business? I think it's having a seeing the best in people and having like a lot of compassion for what people are going through. I, I think when I had Lily, that whole muscle within my brain just really lit up. And I felt like I have this deep desire to help anyone that's struggling in any way. Like I, I want to, in some way, you know, whether it's just by understanding what they're going through or actually tactically trying to to do something. And I don't think I had that as much before Liliana. Um, I think she's made me a better person. She's made me a more patient person. And so that superpower would, would probably just kind of boil down to, you know, seeing someone and being able to celebrate their own kind of magic and, and gifts and help them kind of nurture and grow those and being like empathetic if they're struggling with figuring those out. Beautiful. And then lastly, what advice would you give to moms out there to survive right now? Take care of yourself, you know, just really take care of that mind. I think it's the, it's the one superpower in our body that can cause the most harm. Um, You could be having so much pain within your day to day that other people can't see, you know, people can't really see what you're going through every minute. And we all have so many thoughts, some of them positive, negative. And so I think thinking about our mindset as the greatest indicator of what we're able to achieve and how we're able to show up. Um, You have to look at the way that you make deposits and the way that you make withdrawals to your body. So things that make deposits are, you know, meditating and working out and eating well and talking to your friends and giving back and all those things. And the things that make withdrawals are a lot of things we can expect, you know, endless time on Instagram, you know, obsessing over what other people think, you know, eating poorly, spending too much time on our phones, being not present when we're with our families, alcohol, you know, things like that. So I can't stress enough, just like getting in a good mindset, even if it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, whatever that looks like for you, because I really feel like for moms, they, 
they end up focusing so much on other people, they forget to focus on themselves. That's beautiful. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Katya's Life, K-A-T-Y-A-S-L-I-F-E. And then Hey Mama's Instagram as well. You could find us online at heymama.co. Um, if you're interested in applying and being a part of the community, you can just head there. And we actually have a free trial where you can get to know the community for a month and see, um, learn more about what we do and how it all works. That's pretty much it. I'm pretty accessible LinkedIn as well. So feel free to reach out if there's any way that I could support you on your journey. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I can't wait to see what the future of Hey Mama looks like. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time. 